What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Daily Tactics Podcast. Uh, now, the Daily Tactics Podcast has been, well, a bit of a messy endeavor from the start. Um, <laughs> and we used to have a podcast uh, where we did basically long-form content, and then we had a podcast where we did short-form like content talking about Star Wars, nerdy stuff, all that good stuff, where it was more like 10, 15 minute little intervals and stuff like that. Uh, I think we're done with that. I think we're done with that. Uh, then we also had a, a bit of a form of a podcast where we would uh, do short stories and stuff like that. That was pretty fun, but it's hard to have a ton of short stories just kind of ready to go, ready to rip. So I think we're done with that too. So this is the newest iteration of the Daily Tactics podcast. We'll see how it goes. Um, basically, I just, you know, I still love to have a place where I could just sort of freeform talk to you guys. Um, and I thought we'd do this while I do some map creating in uh, Star Wars here. So you might hear some droids in the background and things like that. And if you are uh, watching the video version of this, you will see, um, of course, the, that stuff going down. You'll you'll be able to watch me doing some map creation uh, and map editing during the podcast. Um, and it should be on Spotify too. I think Spotify has video capabilities. Uh, but this is still an audio podcast. You can still just sort of listen to it at your leisure. So uh, it'll all kind of end up working out. And I, I think it'll end up being fairly cool at the very least, hopefully. Um, either way, yeah. Just honestly wanted a place to just talk about stuff. Talk, talk about whatever. Whatever the heck we wanted to. Um, and not be limited by like the YouTube algorithm or whatever. What's going to be popular. What's going to work. What's not going to work. Etc. Etc. So I think this will be a good format. I think it'll be pretty fun. Um, it, it's nice because it's got like at least a little bit of a visual element to it as well. For those of you who like to have visual elements going on. Um, you know it, it should be I think fairly fairly neat. Uh, either way, the, the first thing I wanted to talk about was Logan Paul. <laughs> so there has been a lot of buzz about Logan Paul as of late. Uh, I, I've never really been a fan of Logan Paul. I, I think I was too old when he first sort of came to the scene. Um, I was just going into college when he was like first sort of blowing up. Um and you know his his content was very sort of childish at the time so i think i missed the first wave of logan paul i think logan paul uh, happily for me i just avoided the whole like his thing was uh mavericks being a maverick all that junk or whatever uh so i i missed the first wave of logan paul but i, I was always there for the drama don't you worry i was always there for when he found a body in the suicide forest or whatever like that i I like a good drama, <laughs> so I, I didn't miss that Logan Paul. I got to, I got to, of course, hear all of the dramas and things like that. Oh, wow, we're we're very proud to serve you, General. That's the that's the game in the background there. Um, I'll turn that audio down so it's not like super loud uh, in your ears or anything like that. But um, yeah, I, I sort of missed his drama. Uh, or I never missed his dramas. Rather, I, I was always a drama monger. And so, uh, yeah, luckily I, I got to see that, got to witness, you know, his many downfalls. Uh, and, and he had this really big redemption arc. 
you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, he basically went and filmed a body in the infamous uh, Japanese suicide forest. Uh, it pretty tasteless, pretty dark, pretty yeah, not, not something you should really do is film a body in a suicide forest. That's pretty disrespectful. Um, and so he got just absolutely curb stomped for that. I mean, he was in a, a real bad place in his career. That that kind of destroyed him for a little bit there. So he was wrecked. He was having a bad time. Not, not having a good time. Having a bad time. And uh, yeah, got got basically canceled all that good stuff but of course canceling uh, it's not really can't like can't, you can't really cancel anyone anyone who's ever been canceled the only real reason their careers don't bounce back is simply because they stopped posting in general because of it i've never ever ever seen someone actually get canceled and have it had any serious effect that wasn't their own doing the only time the only time it ever actually works when someone like is canceled is when they decide to stop uploading on their own volition or they think it's too much to overcome or whatever it's not you can easily overcome cancellations they are they are not the end-all be-all i i will say that so um either way he he got canceled quote unquote and uh basically came back um at first he tried to do like a documentary on i think it was like on suicide and depression sort of a thing hold on my cat's eating my dog's food that's not okay oi 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 go come on get out of here come on yeah. oh he's very angry <laughs> he got very angry at that very very angry uh so either way yeah basically was not uh was not a good documentary <laughs> he basically was like yeah i'm uh i'm gonna learn about depression and suicide it's like dude are you are you dumb like you it just came off very like how do i how do i repair my image um and that was just the start of his sort of repairing his image campaign. I mean, after that, he he basically changed his looks completely. And I heard someone make, like, a good, good point about this. Like, when people are trying to transform or whatever, they go hard on actually changing their physical appearance. And I think it's, it's an, a valid strategy. Because not only... Are you sort of trying to change your persona to the world? You're changing what you actually look like. And it's it becomes harder for people to visualize the you that was there before if you change your appearance straight up. I mean, I know it's stupid, but a lot of people base opinions on personalities and things like that based on looks. And so if their opinion of you is bad when you have one look, change your look, and all of a sudden... They might change their opinion on you. It's it's weird, but it makes sense. It's a valid strategy. Uh, and so, you know, he started growing a beard. He started getting, like, really jacked. Uh, he started doing boxing. He not only sort of changed his looks, but he just completely pivoted in his field. You know? He just stopped basically being a YouTuber for the most part and tried out boxing. 
That that was like the other thing he attempted to do, um, which yo he's actually quite successful. I think he's like in the WWE now or something like that. Um, pretty wild. I mean, like he was successful. It's not even something he tried to do. He just did do it. So he basically had this full recovery. And there was a while on the internet where you'd go online and it would be basically all praise for Logan Paul. He did have a few scandals here and there, but it wasn't anything like he couldn't um, surmount or anything like that. It, it wasn't like career crushing. Uh, he was able to bounce back for the most part um, and, and you know, pretty strongly. I mean, it, he's now got this prime energy drink that he makes probably millions off of every single year. Um, apparently the Brits just like suck that stuff up. It's like impossible to find there. You walk into a Target in Austin and it's everywhere. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if anyone actually buys it here, but apparently in Britain, it is very, very popular stuff. So that's kind of neat. You know, he, he, he did the full comeback. Uh, but now Logan Paul is in, in deep doo-doo. He has basically screwed himself again. He shot himself in his foot. Um, you know, his, his grand comeback is now sullied uh, a little bit. A little bit. He is now uh, in the bad eyes of a lot of people because he's just a scammer. <laughs> he is a crypto scammer. I mean, there's no other real way to put it. I mean, this isn't even... I'm just... I'm of the opinion that pretty much any NFTs are scams at this point. At first, I was like 50-50 on NFTs. I was like, okay, you know, maybe maybe these are like there's some utility to them you know maybe there's something that like we as a society can do with nfts that will result in good maybe it has some utility now i just realize any any nft is a is a complete and utter scam i've never owned an nft so that's nice um <laughs> good for me but that you know they came crashing down too so it's not like they're even like a very relevant part of society anymore the nft bros been real silent <laughs> as of late after their little nft portfolios ended up losing five billion percent of their wealth um so you know it's not something we really have to worry about anymore nft bros being super annoying or nfts just <laughs> scamming a lot of people because most people now know oh most nfts are in fact scams in some form or another and so uh logan paul has been you know doing these nfts for a while now he has been nfting left and right uh he has some new pro him and his brother both have some new project coming out it feels like every other day i hear about the next like sort of nft scam coming from the paul brothers or whatever uh he had that stupid like dink doink one first which was like also just a lazy low effort cash grab <laughs> but now it's the the crypto zoo which uh was essentially supposed to be pokemon but with animals like morphed with other animals and they were supposed to be hand-drawn art they were supposed to like hatch and have different rarities and things like that that, that you could then trade um basically just exploiting the rarity scale of pokemon that inflates like the card prices and things like that and you know logan paul is a huge fan of like pokemon cards and things like that so you could see where he was inspired from to do this it wasn't so much like the 
the uniqueness of the characters of Pokemon. It wasn't like, oh, I love Charizard, I love Wartortle, I, you know, I love Jigglypuff. Let's somehow make our own thing from this, and, and it'll be super creative, and make our own game. It was more so like, oh, I love the rarity system. I love how <laughs> I can own this card and it be worth $300,000, um, you know, in first ed PSA 10. So he, he really just took that and ran with it. He was like, all right, this is what we're doing. We are going to try and make our own Pokemon game, except then it didn't have its own custom artwork. It was Photoshopped PNGs together. It was a disaster. <laughs> and, you know, the hatching elements didn't work. Money was being shifted around really sketchily. They had like a pre-launch sale almost. So a pre-launch sale is like when uh, they have the availability to purchase uh, their own nfts before they go public which you know usually screams scam of course because it's like oh <laughs> you're just gonna go ahead and you know buy these up and then sell once they go uh on sale and you know they're gonna be worth a lot more than you bought them for because you sold them to yourself for very little and are now selling them when uh you know they're worth a lot but he didn't do that instead he did a secret sale where it was available to the public uh, but only he knew about it and his dev team knew about it so still sketchy a little bit less sketchy but still pretty massively sketchy right there um, so yeah I mean he just sort of did all these little things that were not good he hired a criminal criminal team a terrible dev team a dev team that like it's just on paper like how is this not a scam you you hire scammers to do your work you're basically making a scam that's that's what it is and coffeezilla is the one who sort of blew the lid out on this whole thing and it exposed the whole the whole nine yards everything did this whole expose on him and logan paul responds um really horribly you know he, he does just the worst response imaginable he tries to basically discredit coffeezilla by saying like oh he's just doing it for clicks etc etc um which you know to one degree could be true after all it is his job this is what he does for money um so it makes sense that he wants to make money and and cover stories that will make him money but at the same time, uh, it really didn't discredit him because he had so much evidence against Logan Paul. He had so much riding against Logan Paul that it was insurmountable evidence. It, it was like, Logan, there's, there's so much here. He used so many sources, firsthand accounts, primary sources. I was a history major in college, man. I know about primary sources. <laughs> and... And Logan Paul uh, basically clapped back with like, nah, he's cloud chasing. Uh, nah, oh, you know what? Actually, the people I did hire, they were scammers. That was actually one of his arguments was like, oh, they are scammers. And therefore, you can't trust what they told CoffeeZilla because they're, you know, they're unreliable witnesses. But it's like, dude, you hired them in the first place. These are your people. These are not CoffeeZilla's people. So... Just an absolute disaster of a response. And he recorded and uploaded that. But before he uploaded that, he uploaded 
or sorry, rather, he recorded an episode of his podcast, Impulsive. So um, he clearly hadn't uploaded the response video just yet to his YouTube channel when he was recording the podcast. And so the podcast comes out and it is bad. <laughs> I mean, this podcast is basically like he thinks he's going to own CoffeeZilla with his response. He thinks he is going to decimate this man. And, and he couldn't be further from the truth. <laughs> He could not have guessed more incorrectly as to what was about to come out because the the comment section was horrific um, in his video, and, and then on top of that, the uh, like to dislike ratio, which you can still see on YouTube if you get the extension uh, dislike revealer or whatever it's called, um, it, that was also horrendous. I mean, he he was. He was getting brutalized. It was it was like ninety percent dislikes, something like that. Uh, so <laughs> even uh, you know his own fans are turning against him. It's it's just an absolute disaster PR wise for Logan Paul. Really, really rough. Um, and, and so not only does he upload this response video that is a disaster and that everyone hates, he then goes ahead and uploads this podcast episode where he's like basically doing a victory lap as if he. <laughs> he just won the argument flat out and was like this absolute just beast on the debate field or whatever. Um, and, and so those two things combined basically had the entire internet shunning him. Had the entire internet going against this man. Uh, I mean, I, it was rough. <laughs> it, it was really, really rough. So um, he, he he's getting destroyed. He's getting brutalized. This is uh, this is not good. And finally, a few days later, I think he realized that this is a PR nightmare. I think he realized he was not approaching this correctly. I don't think he's actually remorseful. Of course, I can't speak for him. This is my own opinion, just based on, you know, his past and and everything. But it just it doesn't come off to me like he is remorseful. It, it comes off to me that he realizes. He's not winning the public perception. I mean, this is a man who, it, he basically markets his life. That's his job, is marketing his life. So, you know, he's good at it. He knows what to do. And I think he's realizing he is not currently marketing his life very well. You know, he's lost the public perception. Uh, he, he's lost everything. This is, this is not going well for him. And so now... He comes out, calls CoffeeZilla, is like, I'm sorry, my bad, bro. Uh, you know, can we, uh, can we put the kibosh on this whole thing? Can we, uh, can we maybe, like, just, just, just put this all away? Can we maybe, like, not, not do this anymore? Um, and, and he's basically trying to, I guess, fix his mistakes and things like that. There's been... Uh, word that he might pay back um you know the people who lost money on this project which was a lot of people uh people are estimating about five million dollars worth of cash um ending up being on the table uh to reimburse people potentially and so that's uh, that's sort of where we stand now is he <laughs> he had this big momentous flop uh and is is now trying to worm his way back into like sort of the public eye, uh, some, somehow going to maybe uh, get people back on his side or whatever. I'm going to start the battle here, by the way, just to 
do a quick test run. Oh, I forgot to set up the, the waypoints and stuff like that. I'll do that later, but just doing a test run here. Um, so yeah, he's, he's trying to come back. He's trying to come back into the public eye. Uh, he, he's trying to make himself whole again. All that stuff. Um, I think he, he realized that, oh my god, I have completely fumbled this. You know, I am not doing the big recovery that I thought I was going to be able to do, and I'm getting owned by everyone. <laughs> like, this is not working out, so let me figure out a way in which I can make it work out for my side, backtrack, apologize, all that good stuff. Which, honestly, you know, he, he basically had a little bit of an ego death there and was like, alright, gotta, gotta put the ego aside, gotta figure this out. Good for him. I, I think that's that's the right thing to do, um, even if it doesn't come from a sincere place, even if it comes from a place of, um, you know, self-protection, almost. I, I think it's okay for that to happen, because a lot of the times, people need to realize that they're wrong by having bad things happen. You know, they need to realize, oh, not everyone's on my side, and they need to have that shock. To finally come to the conclusion on why they're wrong, you know, it, it's okay as long as they sort of come to that realization eventually, and, and they're able to say like, "Oh, hey, this is this is what I did wrong. This is this is why I'm wrong, uh, and it's not going to work itself out unless I somehow, you know, start start doubling back." I, I think you know, it, it, he could have figured that out sooner. He could have done <laughs> well with, like, listening to people instead of being all cocky and stuff like that. But at the very least, he came to that resolution by himself. At least he he got there. You know, he got there. It didn't, it, it didn't exactly come supernaturally, but he got there. So you got to give him something for that, I guess. Um, and now it's a matter of, like, is he going to make people whole? I mean, $5 million probably to Logan Paul is not crazy. How much, what's his net worth? What's Logan Paul's net worth? Logan Paul net worth. Um, $45 million. Oh. That is on CelebrityNetWorth.com. But then on CA Knowledge, it says that he is worth $245 million. Um, okay, that's a very big discrepancy. Um, essentially, sports says 45 million. It seems like more places are saying 45 million. It seems like more places are on the 45 million train. So, um, we'll go with 45 million dollars. That's a big chunk of his net worth, you know? Um, losing 5 million dollars is a lot, but at the same time, to basically recover your brand for five million dollars right when you have a excuse me sports drink coming out all that good stuff you know to recover your brand and get good pr like really fantastic pr actually because he he actually comes out as the good guy because everyone else you know ran off one guy ran off with six million dollars the pokemon guy ran off with six million dollars of people's money uh, and has not been heard from since. Logan Paul hasn't run off with anyone's money. Um, so if he were to make everyone whole again, he would get really good PR for that. And basically the rest of this would be forgotten. So 
this is the best case scenario <laughs> is for him to return the five million dollars and he gets good pr people keep buying his sports drink you know he can move on to his next big scam i'm sure there's another one coming out i'm <laughs> i kind of doubt he's not going like he, he's probably still going to be tangoing with nfts for a while let's be completely honest here he is probably not going to learn his lesson. He's probably going to have another NFT project coming out at some point or whatever the next big scam is. He'll probably be on board. He always is. So, you know, it, I might try adding a Hellfire droid here, by the way. That might help. Um, so, yeah, either way, you know, he's not done. He's got one more in him, you know? He, he's probably gonna just go back to scamming that's that's not an ex in a, a crazy thought it, like when i think about okay what's he gonna do next it's like probably another scheme of some sort so five million dollars when you're just gonna go back to scamming afterwards maybe in a couple years or whatever when you've repaired your image again and this will go a very long way in repairing your image uh, i think he's fine i think he's completely fine uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely crazy um, what's been going on with him. I guess the other thing that's been pretty major lately that's been going on is uh, the OTK drama. OTK is a is a streaming uh, conglomerate. <laughs> no, it's like a a, a stream team. Um, it and it's fallen apart. It stands for One True King. Uh, it was started by like Asmund Gold and Mizkif, um, and. Uh, it is now just a disaster. So they've, they've had all of these controversies coming out. Uh, so started with Mizkif, I believe, um, when there was basically someone at Mizkif's house who inappropriately sexually went after someone who had too much to drink and was basically unconscious, from what I understand. Um, and... They inappropriately touched them, and Mizkif uh, basically tried to, from all the evidence that I've seen online and what's been saying, being said, basically tried to send his ex-girlfriend to go and, like, cover it up a little bit, try and get, you know, the girl um, to not, you know, make it super horrible what happened, you know, portrayed a little bit more friendly, uh, a little bit more PC, <laughs> Maybe try and prevent a, a huge backlash or anything like that. And, and so she went and did that. And, um, it, you know, it, it it came out that this happened. There, there was also some really awful texts uh, that he, like, Mizkif sent to Ice Poseidon as well. I think around the same time or maybe a little bit earlier. You know, the N-word. Uh, you know, other racist and homophobic things. N not good looks. Not good looks. And so Mizkif basically got uh, banned from OTK. <laughs> Not really. He was on the board, but he f was temporarily removed from OTK while they did an internal investigation. Um, a lot of people are against this whole internal investigation thing, um, but truthfully, like, this is a fairly normal thing for companies to do. Like, if, the, if there's no real investigation going on from the police, um, you know... What you do is you, you pay for the investigation yourself to make sure, like, hey, 
this is still all Gucci and stuff. So they had an internal investigation. Not that weird of a thing to do, in all honesty. Um, and uh, they found him innocent. But, uh, you know, he wasn't allowed back on the board. He's, he's allowed back in OTK. Um, but he went live. He went live. And this was before the investigation had concluded. He went live and was super non-apologetic. <laughs> and he was going to talk about the scandal. He acknowledged he was going to talk about it. But Hassan Piker, another political streamer, and XQC, one of, if not the biggest streamers on all of Twitch, were watching his stream, waiting for him to talk about it. And he refused to talk about it while they were watching. So instead, it resulted in him stalling his stream for like an hour or something, not talking about the elephant in the room, and making it all about XQC and Hassan watching him, uh, and really giving no closure to anybody or apologies or anything like that uh, and then when he finally did talk about it he made like light of it <laughs> made jokes about it uh was super tasteless like it, this was such a cringe stream really really bad stuff coming from Mizgif. um <laughs> and so this was just an absolute disaster an absolute disaster later on he does get the investigation back he's allowed back in otk and he does an actual apology stream um, and so I guess he is sort of all good now. Like, they, they've decided he is fine, he can be welcomed back in, all that good stuff. But uh, that, that was sort of the first domino to fall for OTK, <laughs> uh, was, was Mizkif. But then um, there was Rich Campbell. Actually, I think his name is Rich Campbell. Hold on, let me... Rich Campbell. Um, yeah, this is him, right? And then he's actually dating. Girlfriend is, um, who's this again? Um, Mia Malkova. <laughs> Somehow, Rich Campbell, a Twitch esports announcer, is dating Mia Malkova, the porn star. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, that's wild. That makes sense, sure, yeah. Um, but either way, he had, he is a member of OTK. I think he was on the board. Um, he has his own scandal where uh, women were coming out about him um, sexually assaulting them. <laughs> so uh, OTK now has two of those under their belt. And I believe Rich Campbell got completely removed from OTK, I want to say. Let me, let, me, let me fact check that. Rich Campbell, OTK. Um... Yeah, he leaves OTK, so maybe he left it. Yeah, he co-founded it. Um, so basically, after these sexually assault, sexual assault allegations, you've got Rich Campbell leaving, you've got Mizkif having a huge controversy, uh, and then to top it all off, Jay Schlatt leaves. Now, Jay Schlatt uh, is, a, is a huge YouTuber. You know, J J let's see, l what's he pulling right now? Uh, well, he's got like a billion channels. It's very confusing. Uh, but Jay Schlatt Live is like his main. Yeah, he's pulling like anywhere between two and five million views per video on his YouTube right now. That's <laughs> incredible. I mean, even some getting, oh, yeah, like seven months ago, 10 million views, 8 million views. That, uh, incredible amounts of views. He was a part of OTK. Um, and he decided to leave. 
no, no controversy. Nothing like that. I hope nothing comes out. I like Ms. Or, I like him a lot. Actually, one second. All right, sorry about that, boys. The cat was eating the food again, and I had to go stop him. Um, so yeah, I mean, Jay Schlatt leaving, kind of a big deal. He he pulls in so many views. He is like, there's some celebrities, and some YouTubers. I think it's bigger with YouTubers, where they make an appearance somewhere, and all of the sudden, their name being attached to it makes it blow up. You know. I think Mr. Beast is one of those prime examples, Dream is one of the prime examples, and Jay Schlatt has quickly become one of those examples where, like, if there is any content involving Jay Schlatt at all, boom, you have a hit on your hands. Like, people will come out of the woodwork that you have never had as an audience member before. And one of the people who really, like, made that clear to me was Ludwig. <laughs> Ludwig was talking about this situation and basically explained like how much of a juggernaut how much of a juggernaut jay schlatt is he was going over otk's their personal youtube channels biggest videos their biggest performers and it was something like eight out of ten of their top performers all somehow had jay schlatt in the title and the thumbnail that's a lot eight out of ten and they have a lot of big people in otk asmongold mizkiff rich campbell but Jay Slot takes the cake. On top of that, you've also got yourself, you know, Ludwig's own channel where he was going over this. Uh, and, and he showed off how, you know, his biggest shorts, his biggest videos on almost all of his channels revolve somehow around Jay Schlatt. So the dude is just a juggernaut. And, and to lose that, to lose such a massive piece of your organization just like that is is kind of crazy it makes it very very difficult um to to brand your stuff after you lose your spearhead it, you know asmongold is great I, I think he makes fun videos i don't always agree with his takes but i think he at the very least you know gives gives honest opinions interesting content i don't think he's that bad of a youtuber at all or streamer but he he's not really spearheading things he doesn't have as much virality as Jay Schlatt does. So losing Jay Schlatt is a pretty major hit right there. So OTK is basically crumbling. All they've got left now is Aspen Gold. <laughs> That's pretty much it. What is the OTK roster? Hold on, let's check this out. Uh, OTK members, there we go. OTK members, one true king. Uh, current members. Asmongold, S-Fans, not really major. He had some weird controversies in the past. I don't know if they've cleared up or not, but he had some weird controversies in the past. Tips out. Um, I've heard of Tips. I don't, he's not major. Um, NMP, lol, um, I've heard of. I think he has some virality, but not major. Soda Poppin's pretty big. Soda Poppin's pretty big. Seer, decent. Tectone, I don't know who that is. Uh, Emiru, probably one of their bigger members. She she is probably the closest thing to Schlatt that they had. I think she is the next closest thing to Schlatt. Uh, and then you've got uh, Bruce Dropimov, who I'm not sure who that is. So, 
they're pretty shattered. I'd say their major ones are Asmongold, Soda Poppin, and Emiru now. Um, and, and losing Rich Campbell, Jay Schlatt, and having Mizkiff being kind of a flat, fat blunder, <laughs> a major blunsky, is not helping their orb right now. I, I'm really curious to see, though, sort of where they go after this, after all this drama. I mean, I think they need to pick up some, some fresh, fresh talent, really. I think that would help them quite a bit. If, if they could snag some more talent, they'd be on track. But beyond that, I mean, right now they're fairly shattered. They're fairly splintered. Uh, and things just ain't looking too good, Chief. <laughs> things ain't looking too good at all. Whew. But beyond that, you know what could be looking good? Um, is no more income tax. Yeah. Apparently, the federal government in the United States, uh, the Republicans are proposing a bill to abolish income tax. Um, income tax is actually like a fairly new thing. Uh, it came about like in the early 1900s. Um, and uh, we, we, it's probably the main source of income for the federal government from the US people. I'm pretty sure. I, I, you don't quote me on that, I'm not a smart person but <laughs> i think that is true um and so you know the the federal income tax um getting getting wiped away would be really interesting and instead uh we would be taxed based on uh consumables so you know there's state sales taxes in massachusetts it's horrible um it's like 5.8 percent or something maybe it's like 6.25 now wait let me look it up um it might have gone up it's gone up incrementally over the years but um basically i think it would be a federal sales tax yeah it's 6.25 percent now um which is major so anytime you buy something in massachusetts you then pay an additional 6.25 percent which is a lot you know you, you buy a thousand dollar computer you're paying an extra 6250 that's nothing to scoff at you know and so a federal income tax i don't know what it would look like but essentially you'd be you'd be paying an additional uh sorry consumable tax yeah federal sales tax you'd be you'd be paying additional you'd be paying additional um some places don't have sales tax like uh, Ro uh no new hampshire i think rhode island does but I don't know. It's an interesting proposition. Um, it, it seems like it would hurt poor people way more than it would hurt rich people. Because poor people, you know, they cannot afford to buy the things that last necessarily. There's a big thing about, you know, products that are made cheaply, like, you know, vacuums, televisions hell even tables things like that they don't last very long they're made cheaply but you can afford them you might have to buy them again in a couple of years and so for poor people they'd be paying that consumption tax multiple times but you know you buy a beautiful oak table as a rich person you're only paying that consumable tax once they're not getting you on the repeat on top of that uh, i do think it you know for the survivability of poor people, 
being in a lower tax bracket for income tax helps them a lot. You know, if you're only making 30K a year and you're in the lowest tax bracket, that's going to be helpful, you know. But being in the consumption tax, it's going to be a flat for everyone. So you're getting taxed even though you don't make as much as someone who's making 100K. You know, you're getting taxed the exact same. And when you're poor, that sales tax is going to mean a lot more. If you're making 100K a year and you get hit with a sales tax of 5% on eggs or whatever, it's really not going to matter to you too much. It, it just won't, you know. I mean, it still sucks. You're still getting taxed. But at the same time, you can afford it. But for someone who's trying to live in <laughs> basically poverty, buying eggs with a 5% tax slapped on them, it'll make a difference. Buying gas with a 5% tax slapped on it, it'll make a difference. Slowly but surely, the poor will have a harder time consuming and surviving based on that. Because with income tax, it's graduated, you know? You, you, if you make over 100k, you're taxed differently than if you make 20k. But with a consumption tax, it's going to be very different. And all of a sudden, it really disadvantages poor people. So, I, you know, I don't really agree with this. Um, I do think it's interesting. <laughs> Obviously, I don't want to be taxed. No one wants to be taxed. Anyone who's like, yeah, tax me, brother. No. No. No one wants to be taxed. Like... <laughs> sucks so uh, you know uh, it, it really sucks because in the united states our taxes go to bullshit i mean we don't get health care you know infrastructure is in the pooper it, our taxes just go to fueling war and politicians it, it's uh, horrible what what our tax spending is is used on Horrible. So, you know, I, I especially don't like paying taxes here. Um, it, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. But it, I just thought it was interesting because I, I'd never really heard of that proposal before. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's something that's floated around in government for a while or something and they're just now bringing it to light. Uh, it, it very likely will not pass. Um, from what I've seen, like projections are like, oh, yeah, this ain't passing. <laughs> this isn't getting off the floor. So, um yeah, maybe we'll see no more taxes. But but what we will hopefully see is, uh, you know, more uh, more good shows. Because we got The Last of Us coming out, which I'm about to go sit down and watch, I think, after I'm done recording this. I've heard it's awesome. I heard the new Last of Us show is dope. So I'm super hyped to watch it. It's got Pedro Pascal in it. Anything that man touches turns to gold. That That dude is so on fire in his career right now. He's got the Mandalorian going for him. He was amazing in Game of Thrones. He's got the Last of Us going for him now. I mean, this man is a beast. Oh, great, the game just crashed. All of that hard work was for naught. <laughs> Why? Okay, we're back. We're back. I got... We just lost all of that work. I don't know what to do now. Um, Maybe... Maybe we figure out a new new map, a simpler idea. That was like a big city assault. That's going to be tough to recreate. But yeah, I'm pretty hyped about The Last of Us. Um, on top of that, another Pedro Pascal thing is The Mandalorian, which we just got some teasers of 
Um, I won't spoil them because honestly, teasers are really fun to go watch in and of themselves. So I don't love to uh, spoil those for people. But it it looked good, man. It looked good. I'm I'm so hyped. The the Bad Batch also is coming out. I I haven't watched them yet. I might do a big splurge. I actually deleted my my Disney Plus. Um, it was just ex- it's expensive to have a lot of different stuff. You know, with cable gone. It, it's nice because cable is really expensive, but now to, you know, watch everything I want, Disney, to watch, um, you know, HBO, to, to watch all of them it gets very expensive, so I tend to delete them as I go. Um, I'll probably wait for all of that to be released and then go ahead and, and watch them all at once. I, I think that's probably the play I'm going to be going for. We'll see if it works out for them, but... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, the Bad Batch, I'm not super hyped about. Um, I liked season one, but to me, it'll always be a worse Clone Wars. And and I think that that's a bit rough. You know, the Clone Wars, I, I loved the Clone Wars so much, and it was so fun. I loved how it was like an anthology sort of thing. So you got a ton of different stuff going on all at once. It wasn't just, you know one singular thing at a time it was like okay this episode we're going to ryloth this episode we're going to kamido i loved that oh that was fantastic so you know going towards the bad batch which is actually following a story which is great you know and i love the story it's good but it's just not the clone wars and uh so it it makes me just a little bit less excited i'll be honest with you um i also went and watched avatar avatar has been pretty good um i will say avatar has been pretty lit <laughs> avatar 2 uh way of water i liked it it was really long it, it definitely could have been a lot shorter <laughs> for sure could have been a lot shorter but uh nonetheless i did enjoy it i thought it was fun um i would recommend i would recommend for sure um and then what else has there been there's oh knives out too i love the knives out series dude I, I love Daniel Craig and Knives Out. Knives Out 1 was a lot better, but I still really liked Knives Out 2. I highly recommend. Great, great murder mysteries. Fantastic. Really, really great. Um, oh, this is an interesting map. I've actually never seen this before. Huh. Maybe I should try and do a battle here. It's like Kashyyyk Fortress type beat. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Um, and then, I mean, the, the new Puss in Boots movie... Uh, beating avatar out in the reviews it's kind of funny <laughs> i have to say that was unexpected um but uh, apparently it's a great movie i gotta go watch that too i feel like movies lately have been have been either really great or just kind of bummers um hollywood's in shambles hollywood is in shambles <laughs> especially after um after COVID, Hollywood has been just not having a good time. <laughs> they're not figuring it out. They they're they're just releasing crap for the most part. Just not not the greatest of stuff. Not the greatest of stuff. So maybe they need to uh, to buckle down and figure it out from there. Because right now it's been bleh, very bleh. Um, yeah. Either way, I, th- I think that's going to be the end of this first podcast episode, uh, the new and improved Daily Tactics podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, please be sure to hit that like button if you did. Subscribe if you haven't already and comment down below. Um, 
all that good stuff. I'm thinking probably do an episode once or twice a week. Um, this first one I think is just going to go up, but then maybe every Saturday after that or something like that could be good. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Either way, I will see you on the next one. Peace.